0: Welcome to the ONS Energy Talks, a podcast where you meet experts on energy, technology and sustainability. Hello and welcome to uh, Learn and ONS Energy Talks podcast. Our topic today is energy. My name is Sylvia Serres and my guest is Bernd Jensen the CEO of a publicly-owned transportation company from Oslo called Ruter. Welcome, friend.
1: Thank you, Silvia.
0: Your company is really in the transportation sector. Uh, You are a publicly-owned company um, and uh, you are one of the most innovative companies I know of. So the first question, well, actually, before we go into why is Ruter talking on Energy Talks, I would like to ask you, who is Burnt and why does he do what he does?
1: Well, uh, technology, you know, I'm fascinated by technology. I, I was almost an engineer when a friend actually gave me the advice not to become a nerd but you know to go to Bay and study economy
0: and you still became a nerd
1: I still became a nerd you know <laughs> I still uh, spend at least three or four nights every month looking into the very inside of my pc to try to understand and try to stay updated on technology and uh, my, it really drives my wife to, to insanity to you know, have all these gadgets and boxes and things and drones and everything flying around. But I just love it. And I, I, I think I've learned so much over being interested in technology. It really helps me out being uh, a manager in my daily life uh, to be this updated because the world is changing and it's changing fast.
0: So you are one of the most um, inspiring uh, leaders I know of on such a potentially boring area such as public transport
1: but it, it's not so what, boring sylvia it's you know it's a part of people's everyday life and it really has to function and it's really so many changes that it, boring is not the word that we use
0: boring is not the word <laughs> so so before you were in public transport what did you do
1: uh w- well i i ended up uh, in transport as a pure coincidence actually uh It started with the driving, you know, the career cars when I was a student and uh, I worked for TNT. I used to be a a CEO of TNT, which is an international express company. From there, it went on to Norwegian Post, which also have undergone very large, immense changes, actually. Uh, And uh, now I am in the business of I used to say I went from the parcel business, or where we tried to, pee, you know, to treat the mm. parcel uh, parcels uh, decently. Now we are in the business where. Maybe we used to treat people like parcels. I don't know, but the, <laughs> that's uh, a really the, a big change. We have to be more uh, customer focused and understand our customers better, and not treat them as parcels.
0: So, so um, you, see, uh, the you know, the image I had in my head of you, and and now that you're talking, you're really a logistics person, and that's a very complex system that needs an optimal solution, and that solution opportunities changing very fast because of all the the changes we have in many sectors including Mm. energy so what how is energy relevant for what you do
1: Uh, energy is very it's a central part of what we do we we use a lot of energy uh, and historically we have used a lot of you know fuels that have not been very environmentally friendly that is undergoing uh, change right now. And our goal now is to be completely emission-free by 2028, With is, uh, which is a very ambitious target even to Norwegian and even international standards. We don't meet that many companies that have such aggressive plans to change their use of energy.
0: So you talk a lot about electrification, and we'll get back to that. But you also talk a lot about new kinds of energy sources. I, I know... Uh, I'm on your board and <laughs> we have a lot of discussions about, you know, how do we do the the logistics and the whole project management of, you know, getting many buses over to bioethanol or hydrogen or, I mean, there's so many alternatives and it's a huge exploration.
1: Yeah, for all the, over the last 10 years, it has not really been crystal clear. Maybe it, it's better now, actually, when you can see that the end of it all is in some sort of way, electrification. But uh, ten years ago, we had a lot of uh, you know experimenting with the different kind of bio- biofuels. Uh, we have uh, uh, five buses running on uh, hydrogen and fuel cell, uh, which is also, by the way, electric. But our our uh, you know, way into this is has been to let the market sort of develop and decide what it is the better solution. We're only focused on emissions you know to keep the emissions low or or or, you know to get completely rid of them that is the ultimate target but on the way of getting there i think it's very important to let the market sort of developing and take the risk and and come up with the solution which are the better one at the at a certain time and that might even change you know that uh, that we need some intermediate technologies because you know the the uh, the better, the, the the final goal is not really achievable. But uh, from my point of view now, electri- electrification is really uh, the solution for, for transport. So I, I'm really looking forward to being a serial emission uh, transport system.
0: So Norway really has a big uh, uh, role in electrification of public, tra- uh, sorry, private transportation. I think we are probably the country with the highest uh, Penetration rate of, of Teslas. <laughs> yeah, when
1: I I just uh, been to California and and when we tell them about our you know number that every second uh, almost every second uh, private car actually sold in Oslo in September was an electric car, they just look at us and uh, and are really amazed that this actually is happening in in Norway.
0: And it's interesting because. Um... Well, Norwegians in general are used to have a lot of energy and a lot of, you know, whether it's oil or electricity doesn't matter all that much. And something was done politically in order to drive people towards these new electric cars. Yeah,
1: some, some, somebody had to lean forward and take some risk and to achieve changes. And I think uh, what we've done on the private car side has really changed the, uh, the car industry. I don't think Norway is the only one that have done that, you know, to, just to, just to underline that. But we have actually uh, played a vital role, and and I think traveling abroad, you always get recognised for that. That Norway actually have had the central the role in you know driving electrification of the uh, the private car. So now it's uh, it's for the the bigger vehicles to follow afterwards uh, after the the private car. Yeah, the buses are well underway, and now also you can see that trucks and You know, heavier traffic is also uh, being electrificated.
0: It's really fun because, you know, first I thought, well, this is all about subsidies. Of course, if you, you know, help people, allow people to uh, remove, uh, you know, some of the taxes you would normally pay Mm. from electric cars they buy, of course, they will do it, etc. But it's not Mm. just that. What I've learned to appreciate is how much infrastructure you have to prepare in advance in order to let people come. Hmm. and you know all these fast uh, charging uh, points and so you have a similar challenge when you need to adjust all of your buses and ferries and so i know that norway does amazing work on research Hmm. the world's first fully electric ferry runs in a fjord in norway and we have some really interesting train results and so on but but you're the one who has to make sure that they have a charging point
1: yeah first of all we have to make sure that it actually takes our customers from where they are to where they want to go you know if the if the it's serial mission but doesn't work you know it gets a negative reputation and people you know can start uh, break uh, uh, pulling the brakes on this entire development so first of first of all it, ha- it actually has to work and give customer a uh, good customer exp- experiences we actually have as a standard that going from you know to serial mission should actually improve customer experience it should not be any Compromises, you know, so you, you you have to expect less just because it's a uh, zero emission. But I think uh, Sylvia, that the we're not going for not this is not in the long term costing us money. Uh, the, I think we discovered that for some years ago that electrification it's actually a more cost efficient driveline. We actually have this is actually cost that we have to that's occurring on a temporary basis. We actually aiming for a lower cost level with electrification, not higher. So the investments we're currently making to do the to to make the change happen is actually bringing forward the uh, the uh, the uh, the upside that we're going to have from electrification, which are lower costs, which is lower cost and is higher customer satisfaction because noise levels and and, you know, what's happening around the vehicle, uh, less pollution, everything is positive. So the the reason why we're so, po- so enthusiastic about this is that it's just almost just upside. But it has to work.
0: But I also like the way you talk about how this changes societies. So first, I just want to underline what we talked about so far is a very important part of this convergence trend where, you know, the different... Traditionally separate silos, both of regulation, but also research, as in energy, transportation, um, you know, social aspects of, of safe and and, and and friendly cities. All of this is now merged more into uh, something we have to talk together. <laughs> <laughs> but then um, this other thing is I, I love when you talk about autonomous vehicles as well. And, you know, people say, well, you know, but it's long term, long term long distance future. No, because parts of the job they do can already today be automated and maybe Mm -hmm. will never go to a completely autonomous um, bus. But, but, you know, much of the work will be automated and then some of the work will be saved for our social Mm -hmm. instincts and Mm -hmm. human advantages. And you were talking about how this, much this changes the nature of cities. Mm. I remember you showing us the maps where you see that if you introduce these autonomous uh, short-distance mm. minibuses, how the prices of houses change immediately, because suddenly everything is closer.
1: Well, uh, it might be so. And that's, you know, uh, about the, all these changing uh, changes uh, taking place now. We really don't know how fast it, it's going to happen. But do we take the chance that it's not happening fast? You know, the, the consequences could be very grave if you're not prepared. And, of course, the, the example you mentioned is that the the concept of a bus is actually uh, 50 passengers or more that twice a day come up with all the money needed to pay for the guy in the front. You know, uh, mm-hmm. for the rest of the day, it doesn't have to be that many passengers, but, you know, twice in the morning and in the afternoon, it has to be a lot of people there, you know, to collect a lot of money to make the bus run for the rest of the day. But the the person in the uh, uh, at the driving wheel is actually sixty percent of the cost, almost sixty percent of the cost. And if there is nobody there, you know, the business model changes. The buses mm-hmm. could be smaller, you know, they could run twenty four seven, and and all these changes. There today we're constructing our cities against uh, around the current technology. And if this technology changes, you know, some of the some of the rules of where people can live and what they can expect from the transport system is also changing. And all this we need to know much more about to take the right decisions.
0: So uh, you talked about energy and you talked about electrification. I imagine a big part of what will make this work will also be the batteries.
1: Sure. And- you know, battery technology, if you look at the curves and how you know the the electric density or you know, the energy density of the batteries and the cost of the bat- batteries are developing it's really an exponential curve falling you know and and when i talked to the to airbus uh, last week and what they think about how would batteries develop to be adaptable for airplanes they you know they think that we have flying airplanes with 100 passengers flying 1000 kilometers Uh, before the next decade is ended, you know, like before 2030. And this again, you know, changes completely the way we look at uh, air transport today. Today it's very polluting and the short haul uh, airstrips that we have in Norway is a sort of a it's it's a system where you hardly can get aircraft today. This might also all change in the next five to ten years.
0: So um, we talked about energy and we talked about electrification and batteries. We There are many other technology areas that are changing your world. Mm. One of them is digitalization and big data and AI. And you also have very interesting examples of both uh, better planning and a better uh, or predictive uh, maintenance, uh, but also planning for the different routes and uh, timetables and and, and schedules and so Mm. on. But you also have ideas of, you know, automated ticketing, almost like Amazon Go, just on a bus.
1: Of how, course, when how, we, how does that work? Oh, uh, when we asked our customers, you know, uh, uh, let's say first we had uh, immense success with the uh, uh, mobile phone ticketing. You know, the uh, the old ticketing system was not really a success to uh, to <laughs> to, uh, to underestimate. Uh, never never it,
0: completed, really. And then you came into this uh, mobile world. You you basically leapfrogged. A whole was, generation. That, that
1: was really the case. You know, uh, having such a bad experience when we inherited this system about uh, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, actually, mm-hmm. uh, we saw that the the way it satisfied, it met the customer's expectations were so, so bad, you know. It, it, the customers really didn't love this system. The, it, the system was older for our sake, not for the customer's sake. And we really had to change it. And being challenged by that, we actually managed to leapfrog. We actually had to think differently about everything that we did you had to put the customer in the center and you know, really ask them what they wanted to do and if we really asked them there of course they wanted to buy a ticket in 10 seconds and two pushes that that's what they said but when they asked them further do they do you really want to buy a ticket they said no, we don't wake up in the morning with an intense urge to buy tickets. So how could we develop the next system, which actually helps the customers not buying tickets? You could just, you know, travel around and get you know, the bill in the mail or in the email, preferably, or pay in, other, in any other way of, you know, you want to pay. And at the time and at the charge, that's fair for you. If you travel enough, you'll get the monthly fare. Or if you, if you don't travel that much, you get, you know, uh, single tickets. But all this could actually be achieved by thinking differently about ticketing. And we have now prepared, we, were, we tested this with uh, with a couple of thousand of um, of, uh, of customers. And they say, we just love it, but it's not a ticketing system. It's actually a fare collection and the app is not buying tickets. It's actually building trust to that the right fare is collected. So we had to think completely different about what customers wanted.
0: You are not a controller. You are a friend, or uh, in terms of transportation oh, yeah. needs,
1: you can say that uh, we change the rules for the ticket inspectors. They're building, uh, they're building the uh, payers. You know, yeah. Instead of you know finding people for not paying, they should actually be building the willingness to pay, to pay. that yeah. that people are, you know, happy with the system and they are treated fair. And if, if they sometimes yeah. forget or do things yeah. they, and they haven't planned, uh, instead, we you now look into to their, you know, buying pattern. And if people have just gonna done a mistake, they often get the uh, opportunity of uh, getting a warning. And, uh, but those that intentionally try to fraud us, they are still
0: getting fines. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I want to spend a couple of minutes talking to you about um, you know being a leader in the public sector. You are you are inspiring. The way you talk about these things. I I love your quote <laughs> about you know we are really we were really in a business of uh, you know moving people from a place they are not in to a place they don't want to go and uh, at a time that doesn't suit them <laughs> into a world where they travel when and where they need to, and so you I remember you had a slide saying, "You know first, I thought I was in a business of providing people with mobility solutions, but now I think I'm in a space of providing people with freedom to move and I yeah. thought that was visionary
1: yeah if we understand that we are here to help people move freely around in a sustainable way, we can you know we have to understand that to move around is uh is very fundamental to our- f- feeling of freedom you know if we if you don't have the people the the you, if you can't move around you know that's something you do when you want to penalize people you know yeah. put them in jail Yeah. so it's that strong of a feeling and if he but if it's not sustainable you know moving around spending a lot of energy on moving around is could be uh, you know not good for the planet you know if yeah. you and it could also but, be unfair if there it's a privilege for the few but we need to
0: close relatively soon so i just want you to comment quickly on how did you create the space for yourself and your leadership team to take the necessary risks in order to explore and how do you build a learning culture in your organization for them to be willing to change and and fail fast as is necessary
1: oh if i could get some you know adaptable rules for everyone uh, on that it would be great but (laughs) i can only share at least some of the experience we had in router. And that we, we normally say that if you if you want to move, you need, you know, space to move. And the space, you know, to move, you can only build with trust. You need space and trust with your employees, with your clients, and also, but uh, important to us, with your owners. And if we can build that trust, we also, you know, we can do, you know, interesting, challenging even take risks which are not really common in the public sector where well, i think we if we build trust we can have some you know risk credits in the bank and we might even be forgiven because we we're gonna let make a lot of mistakes we've made mistakes but we're gonna make make mistakes even in the future so my job is really to try to keep them small because small mistakes m- must not be uh, mistaken for learning because uh, Learning is what you do with uh, uh, making small mistakes, and that has all to do with uh, uh, seeing early what's actually the wrong path instead of going Further. along down the, exactly. the road before discovering
0: it. Exactly. Um, would you like to leave people with some sort of an energy quote?
1: Well, uh, I, I think I've said that uh, if we we that work with you know big public procurements, if we don't you know purchase. Or try to uh, purchase the uh, the future technologies now. If we don't use that force to do that, the future might come too late, because we are a really we invest a lot of money in technology, and if we are too conservative, we could actually impact that. Uh, it, it, this, we could create that uh, the situation that the future is not here on time.
0: The most expensive solution might actually be an outdated technology investment.
1: In this area, that is a great risk.
0: Yeah. Bernd uh, Reitan Jensen, thank you so much for joining us today and uh, both inspiring on new use of energy in transportation sector, but also on uh, very um, brave, I think, uh, and, and inspiring leadership in public sector. Thank you very much, Silvia. Thank you for listening.